This week on Access Louisville, we're going to talk about one park. What's next for this huge Louisville development? Then, we finally got some details on this new women's soccer team that's coming to town. It's all worth talking about. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Brooke Timmons. Howdy. Marty Finley. How's it going? And Zach Owens. Hello. Zach, you're new to Business First and new to this show, so let's talk to you a little bit first. Uh, how long have you been uh, here at Business First now? Uh, I just happened to be celebrating my one-month anniversary this what? week. It's been a whole month. It's been a whole month. Can you believe that? Sad for Zach. He has to sit by me all day, yeah. so sorry about that. Uh, how long have you been in journalism? I've been working in this market about 10 years, mostly in uh, TV. Yeah, and you worked at Wave before, right? Yeah, I was executive producer at Wave, and before that I produced the uh, 11 o'clock newscast for about seven years. Yeah, and uh, what do you think your, is your favorite story you've ever reported or helped edit um, You know, with another reporter? Uh, that's a tough one. I think just in general, the uh, death of Muhammad Ali in that entire week is probably my most memorable Yeah. Uh, experience in journalism. I remember I had produced the 11 o'clock news uh, the night he died, mm-hmm. and we were just kind of on, like, standby because we started getting all these reports in from around the country that Muhammad Ali had died. Mm-hmm. But uh, but we got the word around 1245, and we went on the air. We had all of our crews in place. So, you know, we were probably on until 1.30 in the morning, and that started just a crazy but really rewarding week yeah. for the city. Yeah, that was, and you know, it was sad when he died. Um, but uh, it, it was the ceremonies that took place after that were beautiful. Marty attended um, the funeral service that was held at the Yum mm-hmm. Center, and a couple other events, I think. Right, the procession. Yeah, I did the procession and a couple other things that yeah. week. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I should finish the intro, huh? Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. I bet you picked up on that when we were talking about being a business first, didn't you? Uh, Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on this city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, let me start the show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. So this week on businessfirst.com, we had a story about a new brewery in town called Do Love Live, and they're bringing in a nationally known brewer named Larry Horwitz. He has some experience with the American Brewing Guild. Anyway, it got me thinking about local breweries. So my question to you guys is, what is your favorite local brewery? And Brooke, I'm going to start with you. So I would have to say my favorite local brewery is Third Turn. You stole my answer. <laughs> so I'll, I, I'll allow it. Why I, do you I like love their Oldham County one. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. If you guys haven't been out there, it's just um, under the trees, mm-hmm. and it's it's really really pretty. Um, plus, they make some really great stouts, and I'm a stout girl. So there you go, Marty. How about you? Well, with two small kids, I don't get out to breweries. You a stout girl? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get out to breweries nearly as much as I'd like. Some of the new ones I haven't been to yet. I do like several uh, beers against the grain, so that's probably the one I would pick. And even though it's, it's not technically a brewery, but I really like Growler USA. It's a brew pub mm-hmm. there in Jeffersonville, really close to my house. They have a lot of lo- local craft beer as well as mm-hmm. regional brands that you can sample there. So yeah. that'd be, about, probably be my answer. How about you, Zach? Uh, it gets the grain all the way. They really go uh, outside the box with a lot of stuff they do. I was actually there last night, and their uh, Oktoberfest is just out of this world. Yeah, I hadn't tried that yet. It's awesome. Yeah, I love their can art, too. Um, I'm yeah, gonna the brown note. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't like the name brown note, but I do like the beer brown note. So, um, 
I'm going to say Akasha. And uh, I, I think I just, uh, I love their beer and also love their atmosphere um, there in Nulu. I think that's a cool place. You can bring dogs there. And Yeah, yeah. Same with Third and Turd. Sa- yeah, exactly. The one in J-Town. There's always, oh, I do. I love the one in J-Town, too. There's usually some people with their dogs. So J-Town is my, like, winter hangout, and uh, the Oldham County one is my summer hangout. <laughs> there you go. That's a good way to do it. All right, I'm going to move us past this nonsense and talk about some serious topics like commercial real estate. Um, Marty, you had just attended a meeting last week um, about the uh, controversial One Park project. We thought about holding last week's show to get you on there, but um, we, d- we decided to go ahead with it and then uh, have you on this week to kind of look at what's next. Mm-hmm. So uh, first of all, just tell us what One Park is, just in case people don't know, and, uh, and then kind of uh, tell us what happens next with that project. Yeah, One Park is a um, kind of a mid-rise tower mixed-use development at Lexton Road and Grinstead Drive. <clears throat> there in the Cherokee Triangle area. It's been uh, in the works for about uh, three years now. I think it was announced in 2016. At the time, it was announced with three towers, the largest being 34 stories. So just imagine having one of the biggest towers in the city over, you know, in the Cherokee Triangle area. Mm-hmm. So obviously that raised a lot of eyebrows. They had about a dozen neighborhood meetings before they even went to the city. Angry neighborhood meetings. That, yeah, I went to, I think, almost all of them, and they were pretty heated at times yeah. um they held most of them over there at the girl scouts headquarters mm. so they were here in this kind of little uh, little room did they people yelling at <laughs> they did not um so this is a project by kevin kogan um you know he's done a number of projects already in the city and this is kind of one of his legacy projects i guess you could say and mm. um but in april they downsized it after years of kind of uh, refusing to do so because everybody's yelling it's too tall mm-hmm. and they said we're not but we're not budging on the hot we're going to stick with it and, uh, and then in April, they downsized it. Took two of the towers out completely. Downsized the the uh, the largest tower to 18 stories. I think that's going to be a, a hotel, or at least that's the plan right now. And then it would have condominiums, retail space, restaurants, mm-hmm. uh, some, maybe some event space. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it finally went to a public hearing in September, end of September, a six-hour public hearing. Yes. They were a kick. You were there till after midnight. Uh, it was almost 1 o'clock in yeah. the morning when they ended. Um, they continued the case until last week when they deliberated. Uh, I expected there would be some dissent among the um, um, you know, the planning commission, but it was more or less unanimous. There was yeah. one vote, basically just a, a guy that abstained or didn't vote. He just voted present is what he voted. So yeah. um, he didn't vote either way. But the um, rest of the uh, commission said they felt it was a good compromise from the original plan. What was really interesting is that the planning commission chairman said, the old plan would have never flown. We would have never approved that. Mm-hmm. So I was, thought that was really interesting commentary that, you know, why I kind of felt that was probably the case for him to say that. The 34-story plan would He said that would never happen in Only the 18. Could you so, feel public opinion warming to the project over time after they announced they were Well, you know, the business community, we were, I think we were the first to report that this was in the works in 2016. And mm-hmm. we sat down with Kevin, and he kind of just brought out this uh, rendering at like a Panera one day when yeah. I was meeting, and I was like, oh, this is huge. And it was, uh, how long ago was that? It was twenty, either 2015 or 2016. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. So, you know, and it was a 2D rendering, so it was just these giant towers, and you're like, oh, man, this is this is mm-hmm. kind of different. But, um, you know, at first, I think everyone was just confused. But then as they started holding the meetings and they started fleshing it out, we started seeing some 3D renderings. Yeah. Then the business community started getting behind it. But the, the hot was still really um, kind of keeping the neighbors from supporting it. Um, we're, the interesting thing is a lot of people really got attached to that first proposal. Mm-hmm. So I, there was actually some disappointment from supporters that wanted when they it downsized it. They said, oh, this is, 
it's just sort of like the norm now. It just it's not really bold anymore. Let me ask you this, and Marty is so not ready for this question. I didn't tell him I was going to ask it. <laughs> Give us an idea of what a thirty-four story building is in town, and what a eighteen-story building is in town. Okay, so um, thirty-four stories would be more in the vein of like um, five hundred West Jefferson. It's a little bit bigger than that downtown. Yeah, the PNC building is about that size. Yeah. Um, a PNC bank so yeah, building. so that's like that's it's uh, it's smaller than it's smaller than you know the the domed building there that what we call Agon Center. Yeah, that's forty stories. So just lop, yeah, a little just smaller six, than that. Slop six stories off that, and you'll know what it looks like. <laughs> right. There's a couple buildings in um in the Cherokee Triangle that are already about fifteen or sixteen stories. So like uh, I think Willow. the Willow, uh, fourteen hundred Willow, is I think either it's in that. Realm, I think it's like 16, okay. 17, somewhere around yeah. there. Maybe so it fits bigger. more in the neighborhood with yeah. that small. So, but of course, you don't have, you know, 14 and Willows are just kind of one building. This would be sort of a, the tower would be attached complex, to a yeah. much bigger, more dense uh, facility with the with the apartments and and the retail and restaurants. But as hot wise, it's much more, I think, um, palatable than yeah than it was before but that being said at that six hour public hearing there are a ton of people that spoke against it so yeah probably as many that spoke against it as spoke for it so there's still a lot of concern the net this concern now is went from hot to traffic they feel like it's just going to bottleneck that I, intersection i mean that is a legitimate concern i talked to kevin kogan afterwards i think i was the only media that talked to him because no one knows what he looks like I think. <laughs> <laughs> he's not he doesn't come to a lot of these meetings but i did speak to him and mask. he said they're gonna have an uber drop off and they're hoping like that really takes off and like of course you could have just a legion of ubers i guess and lifts on the road yeah. but has they're the hoping city brought out any plans to uh change the traffic patterns out there or no they it? actually were talking about i think they were doing a road diet on uh is it lexton road so they were actually talking about like eliminating a lane on lexington oh. right there so mm. whoa 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 why are we taking more <laughs> lanes out yeah the whole road diet plan that road thing, diet that became a big thing term. about 15 years ago okay when it meant you know basically just downsizing and they've done that on uh Lexi- is it lexington or yeah Kinsted? they took lexington and they put a bike lane on it yeah. and made it smaller but the traffic's better too. like yeah i don't know yeah how. They're, he's hoping that these the people who live there and in the, in, will be more Uber Lyft friendly. They won't be driving, but there'll mm-hmm. still be cars on the road. If you're mm-hmm. that, I mean, that can get expensive. Yeah, it would if you're doing it every day. Yeah. But I've like thought about this. Getting rid of my car, I pay seventy dollars a month to park downtown. I already I'm, did the math. It doesn't. Check it doesn't out. work out. No, it it's doesn't. still gonna be too much. But if you add I mean, a tark in there, like the average Uber is like seven to eight dollars you're not really getting anything less than that yeah um and then multiply that by like 22 days uh a month or 22 days in a month for your daily work days um it it doesn't check out far more sustainable solution to that is expanding tark service in that area yeah that's another thing that they're wanting to get tark in there it could work out uh, yeah for me, maybe. I don't know. I'm <laughs> sad to hear this math. We need to get Gil Holland's streetcar going. <laughs> <laughs> math. Who needs it? So uh, the next step, of kind of looking forward, is that, you know, this is only a recommendation when it comes to the Planning Commission. They don't make any final decisions. So this will now go to Metro Council. More than likely, if it plays out anything like Topgolf, uh, Metro Council will have their own public hearing. And then they will vote at some point after that. And so that is our top golf reference for yeah, today. Yeah, we did it. We did. <laughs> got to get top it in there in every there. time. <laughs> Congratulations. And there's um, nothing new on top golf, by the way, if you're wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I get asked that a lot. There isn't. It's kind of just in the quagmire of Court of Appeals right now. So 
Okay. I feel like Top Golf's not going to be a thing by the time we get one. Yeah. <laughs> like they're like the whole rest of the country is going to have moved on to like to the like next biggest thing. Frisbee Top Golf. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh guys, we oh, got look, the Top Golf. <laughs> yeah. I think no matter what form uh, one park takes, I think we can all agree we'd be better off with Jim Porter's still there. Yep. Yeah. Jim Porter's, huh? Good time in Porium. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> that one. Um, what's another project that Kevin Kogan did that people might recognize? Oh, he did the Vinings at Hurstbourne. That's a pretty upscale um, apartment complex. That's the most recent thing he did. It's right off Hurstbourne Parkway. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the nicer complexes that I've toured since I've been here. Yeah. Um, since you're a luxury apartment expert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they had some We've really... We've never, ever some really interesting said anything, amenities. any ill words against luxury apartment yeah. complexes <laughs> yeah. on this show. Um, uh, so that's that's one he he's he's got another project that's been in the works for years called Willow Grand. We've written about it a lot. Right. It's uh, kind of similar to fourteen hundred Willow, and that one got a, finally got approved. And I don't know. I think the next step would be starting construction on that one. Mm-hmm. Speak, that's in the Cherokee Triangle. Speaking of Top Golf, wasn't he involved in that short-lived plan to bring that Top Golf? Yes, there was going to be a Top Golf competitor. Um, I don't know. I think Old Henry. Second from Top Golf. Um, that's now the Galen College of Nursing headquarters. So that's what's being built there now. Uh, Total they, reversal. They, they didn't yeah. work out. They said we're going to build an office building here. They didn't say for who, and then it came out later that Galen was taking it. The opposite of Top Golf is a, a nursing golf. school. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. That's like the Hey, at least, you know, at least their their headquarters looks cool. Yeah, like it'll look cool. Yeah, done, and, it'll look and cool. it's good for Galen. It's a yeah. good local school. Um, so Metro, or excuse me, the Planning Commission approved it. Yeah. Does Metro Council always agree with the Planning Commission? No. So uh, this good, could still a really be really high-profile case would be um, Prospect Cove. Mm-hmm. Recently, that was LDG's project. It was very controversial. They wanted to put affordable housing in Prospect. Mm-hmm. That went over about as ex- well as you expect. Um, the actual city of Prospect put up several hundred thousand dollars to fight it, and uh, it got approval. If I remember correctly, it got approval through the Planning Commission. But it got voted down by, by Metro. Metro Council. And, mm. they, and the project, I know it's now tied up in litigation. I think uh, LDG sued the city yeah. uh, for turning, turning their proposal down. So that one's kind of tied up in litigation. No one that's, here is shaking their heads right now. That's, um, <laughs> broke. broke. It was broke. Uh, <laughs> but that's probably the most recent and most high-profile case where they broke from, from the Planning Commission. So, right. Also, you have to events the majority of 26 members and planning commission at most is non-members. So right. it's a so, m- little bit more uphill battle, I think with them. Than and it's a much more political seat. Yes. Council. Yeah. Cause you're just appointed to the planning commission, yep. right? All right. I'm going to move us on to our second topic, which is another Marty story. Um, we got word on Sunday. Marty calls me Sunday morning and tells me we're getting the national women's nine thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah nine thirty in the I morning. I saw those tweets. <laughs> I was like, oh great, Marty's calling me on Sunday morning. And <laughs> so you told me that we were getting the national women's soccer league team here in Louisville, and uh, you went and confirmed it with some of the uh, uh, sources that are with uh, Louisville City FC, which is bringing this to town. So tell us a little bit about this. You were at the uh, the stadium yesterday where they made the formula. Yeah, so this was, we actually talked about this on the podcast a while back when we heard in August that they were in the running for one, and we knew Louisville City FC was trying to get a team here and made a bid. So this will be the 10th team for NWSL. Uh, I think it's the fourth expansion team in their kind of modern era. They've lost some teams and mm-hmm. kind of reconfigured um, but uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be sharing the stadium there with uh, Louisville City FC, the new stadium, Lynn Family Stadium that will be done in March. Um, they will start. They will take the pitch in 2021. So we'll have a season of Louisville City FC 
and then the following season you'll have both both teams kind of sharing the facility there. Uh, one interesting thing we heard yesterday was um, that they're going to build a training center for both teams, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be at the stadium. There was some miscommunication there that I think a lot of people thought it was going to be built there at the stadium. Yeah, so it sounds like an interesting project. Yeah, I asked uh, Brad Estes, the president of Louisville City FC, I was like, so where's this going? Is it going in the stadium? Is it going beside the stadium? He's like, no, it's, we don't know where it's going. We're going to put it somewhere in the city, but we're still looking for the land. So they're out there on the hunt for – that would be another project that they'll be investing in outside of the stadium district. So right. uh, the other interesting thing, I think you asked, asked me this before – I went to the press conference is that two of the women or two of the players from the U.S. women's national team mm-hmm. will be on this team. They will have access to two of those players. We don't know which two. Yeah. But um, as being an expansion team, that's one of the perks of, of joining the league is yeah. that you have access to the – I think all the players on that team play in the NWSL or most of them do. Yeah. So um, so there could be some star power coming to Louisville with this new team. Yeah, because that was really exciting last yeah, summer. Yeah, won when, the World yeah. Cup – it's yeah. a big story. So, do you guys think this will get as much excitement here in Louisville as the uh, you know watching the women's World Cup last summer here? World Cup is so huge; it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I heard some people kind of you know because they play these World Cup qualifier games, and they said, "How cool would it be if we could get one of those at Lynn Family Stadium and kind of get that here?" So, there's yeah. already people kind of prognosticating. Well, on I think it what was, could it happen. only helps that you know the the. World Cup was big and everyone was watching it and mm-hmm. you know I think it just gained steam yeah and the stadium they made it very clear my source on Sunday said the stadium was a big pitch the athletic report said the same thing mm-hmm. but they said in no uncertain terms if we didn't have this stadium if we were play, still playing in Slugger Field we're, there's no way we would pay at getting the NWSL it just would not happen so it definitely was if you build it they will yeah. come yeah. and you know Amanda Duffy, movie the, about them. the NWSL <laughs> president Amanda Duffy uh, who used to be the president of Louisville City FC, she said, you know, that's a big part of it, but also the culture that they've established here so quickly with the fan base really made them believe they could build a successful team here. And I actually saw some of the fan base, the Louisville Coopers and others, you know, on uh, Twitter actively encouraging everyone to buy tickets, to come to the games, to be fans, mm-hmm. make sure this is this is successful. So it was good to see that kind of, you know, ground-level support already surfacing. Yeah, I think at least initially support for the club will be off the charts. I mean, these mm-hmm. Louisville City fans and soccer yeah. fans of the city in general are hardcore. They yeah, are. Really Marty hardcore. has – what did you say about soccer fans? I said I wish I liked any, loved anything as much as soccer fans love soccer. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great to watch, really. Like, it is. The, the games are just fun. I feel, like everybody, I feel like every other fan base is fickle. Like if you're not playing well, you see people just kind of sitting around on their phones – even in the, in the arenas, like, they're just not engaged. But, you know, well, soccer also, fans are always engaged. So think, it's so crazy. There's That's a difference true. between, uh, you know, Louisville City games and Bats games in general just because of the product. Even when the Bats are performing well on the field, you know, you ask 10 people who are leaving the game who won, 9 out of 10 <laughs> yeah, tell right. you. Because you don't go to minor league baseball games to watch the baseball. You I know. The you're, it's like a circus going around. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. But you go to the soccer game, and everyone is really, really dialed in and engaged and cheering. Yeah. I went, yeah. not as a, as a reporter, just as a fan, I went to the USL, the first USL championship game uh, that they won there at Slugger Field just to sort of sit in the stands. Uh, we have season tickets here, so I took one of those. And yeah. everyone around me was just so 
intense. Amped. They were yes. amped. And of course they won. I mean, so it's the electrifying. Like up. when you're there, you're just like feeding off other people's energy and it's, it's and you great. go to a bats game, everybody's excited about like the kiss cam and all the food. Yeah. Exactly. The ice cream. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think there, I think there's gonna be a lot of support. I think, you know, Louisville's quickly becoming a soccer town because of Louisville city Seems FC. Like and, um, so we'll see where this goes, but, um, you know, I think especially if you bring that star power in here, I think you're going to have just a ton of um, energy, at least like you said initially. Hopefully that can be sustained over time. The club in the league has been – they've both been pretty tight-lipped about what uh, the expansion fee would mm-hmm. be uh, for the NWSL. But mm-hmm. it's got to be a far cry from what MLS is, which is $200 million. Yeah, yeah the numbers – I think Mike Meljoy told the CJ yesterday, and he wasn't sure, but he said it was around a million dollars, which is what I've heard before. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the MLS fee is somewhere around $200, $300 million. And then, you know, the buy-in to, like, the NBA is, like, over a billion dollars. Yeah. So, yes. I so. thought it would be low. I, low, You know, obviously, I didn't think it would be as, as low as a million. So, that, I thought that number. We also have to look at the salaries. I actually looked at that. The and women there's are making, only, like, 12 teams, right? Yeah, and the women are making, like, 60 to 70 grand. So, look at an NBA star who's making... Two hundred million dollar yeah. contract. Oh, a topic for another podcast. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to go. Are any you further. saying that women and men aren't paid equally? <laughs> I'd probably have to back check this, but I mean yeah. that you know if they're making sixty, seventy grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NWSL players. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's substantially more than what the bats players are making. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how often do you guys think you're going to go? Uh, I mean, I'm super excited about the new stadium, so... Yeah, I'll go to both. And, yeah, you know, it just Louisville depends City on affordability and the, of tickets. And the women's program. Well, as you noted, they had that fl- that really cool flower video a while back for the stadium, and I think that's their most viewed video ever. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of interest in the stadium and a lot of interest in... Yeah, in one of my best performing tweets was just me, like, standing at the stadium, took a quick 10-second pano video and um, tweeted it out when I was there for a tour, and uh, that was, like, my yeah. best performing tweet of the yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> I had not been over there since they put the field, the, gra- the green grass field down, and it looked really nice. Yeah. So It's exciting. We're all getting it, You're excited. like, oh, it's it's almost here. Like, you can yeah. envision people playing there now. So. Yeah. 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 It's wild to see the grass down. So, All right. I'm going to uh, wrap up the show there, and um, before I do that, I'm going to go around the room and let people share their social media handles. And also, uh, you can plug a project that you're working on. And um, I'm going to start with Zach. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at BFLuZach. Uh, right now, I am wrapping up a, uh, a segment, but a feature on uh, 20 People Know in Accounting. Uh, and I'm working on our uh, event for our most admired CEOs. Mm-hmm. All right. How about you, Marty? You can find me on MySpace and Google+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, You've been sitting on that one for a I while. I know, right? I've been wanting to say that for a while. No, I'm uh, primarily on Twitter. I was on there a lot yesterday with the announcement. Um, on LinkedIn a little bit more. I still need to get better about that, uh, about sharing stories there. But Because um, a lot of our readers are Chris on Chris Larson's the LinkedIn He is the LinkedIn king. I've got <laughs> I've got to get back in the game here. And then I'm uh, just personally, I'm on uh, Facebook as well. I don't talk a lot about work on Facebook. It's more of my kids and my family, but and they're follow very me there. cute kids. Yeah. I got an alert on LinkedIn notifying me that Chris Larson has indicated that we both report to the same manager. <laughs> so, I mean, is that's, that right? That sounds pretty, sort of pretty 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 It's a, a very thorough. Larson thing to hear. That is very thorough Whoa. LinkedIn um, Yeah, I'm not that deep into LinkedIn. Um, 
as far as what I'm working, on, I'm still working on this uh, thing that I can't really talk about. It's an investigative piece. I'm really excited about it, though. I think it's going to be great. I mean, it just it once it's done. It sounds better great. Better, so. Can't wait to get that story out. Uh, Brooke, what okay, you got? Okay, so um, you can find me on Instagram at uh, at btimmons26. It's my personal account, but um, I'd love for you guys to follow me. Um, right now, you can see the saga of me purchasing my house and filling it with furniture and being frustrated putting it together. Um, so that's what's happening. And then I'll return back to my baking stuff that I do on there later. Um, and then uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at, at BFLewDesigner. Um, I check it sometimes. Um, I check it more than I check my LinkedIn. <laughs> well, that's something, <laughs> um, I think. I think. Um, and then projects I'm working on, um, like Zach, I'm working on uh, Most Admired CEOs. I'm really excited about that uh, project that's coming up um, in November. And then also our book of lists. I know I've plugged it several times. I'm very excited um, about the theme this year. It's uh, it's really cool. Um, beautiful photos um, by Christopher Fryer, our photographer. So, yeah, that's what's going on with me. Cool. And uh, I'm on Twitter at BFLewDavid, and I'm also on Instagram at D-Man 3001, and as far as stuff I'm working on, I have got this uh, fun story about a uh, couple of liquor uh, industry entrepreneurs who just had the worst luck, and a lot of bad things happened to them, but they still love being in the liquor industry. And I haven't really talked about it to you guys much, but uh, probably it will be coming out in the next month or so. So uh, look for that one. I'll, I'll update when it's uh, something you can check out online. Um, until then, that's all we've got this week. Um, if you're not, we'd love to have you subscribe and follow us on some popular podcast services, including Apple, Spotify, Google, or what's another one? Stitcher? That's another one. Oh, yeah, one. there you go. <laughs> Brooke's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, apps and stuff. <laughs> apps. Um, and that's all we have this week. So uh, thank you, Zach, Marty, and Brooke. And thank you guys for listening at home. Bye. Bye.